Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, President Biden's message of hope to hostages held in Gaza as U.S. intelligence finds Hamas used tunnels under hospitals to hide them. Plus, here in the nation's capital, tens of thousands march for Israel. Here are tonight's headlines. We stand with Israel. Massive crowds gather in support of Israel on the National Mall. Motivated, they say, by what they've been seeing on college campuses. Plus, the news from President Biden, who believes a deal will happen to release the hostages held by Hamas. What's your message for the families? Hang in there, we're coming. A deadly crash here in Ohio involving multiple vehicles, including a charter bus full of students. My band director's like, you know, get off the bus. It's on fire. The stuff's starting to explode. Stronger storms and devastating weather. The new report that shows climate change is worsening across America. We are the last generation that is really going to be able to make a meaningful difference in the outcome. And our exclusive interview with Democratic Senator Joe Manchin, why he's frustrated with Washington politics and looking for Americans who feel the same way. Senator, the big question everyone's asking is, will you run for president? Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Tuesday night. And we begin tonight with several developing stories, including a massive five-vehicle crash in Ohio involving a bus full of high school students. At least six people killed and more than a dozen others injured. We're going to go to the scene in just a moment. But first, there is major news here in Washington about the war between Israel and Hamas. Tonight, the White House and Pentagon almost simultaneously saying that U.S. intelligence supports Israel's claim that Hamas has a vast tunnel system under hospitals to store weapons 
and hold hostages. Tonight, retired Admiral John Kirby, a spokesman for the National Security Council, told reporters aboard Air Force One that using hospitals like that would amount to a war crime. President Biden today had a message for the families of hostages to hang in there. Quote, we're coming. What that means is still unclear. And tonight, CBS News can confirm that one of those hostages is three-year-old Abigail Edon from Arizona. She is the youngest America, American being held by Hamas. Back here in Washington, tens of thousands came from all over the country for the March for Israel on the National Mall. We have a lot of news to bring you tonight, and CBS's Nancy Cordes will start us off from the White House. Israeli tanks surround Gaza's largest hospital, which U.S. officials say is doubling as a command and control hub for Hamas. Still, the U.S. urged Israel today not to fire any more munitions at Al-Shifa Medical Center amid reports of incubators failing, babies dying, and a mass grave being dug on hospital grounds to dispose of dozens of bodies. We do not want to see a firefight in a hospital where there are innocent civilians. As the conflict moves into its sixth week, Gaza is gripped by a full-blown health care crisis. In northern Gaza, there is just one functioning hospital left. CBS News heard from one of the doctors there. There's over 500 wounded and there's only two operating rooms where three surgeons and an obstetrician providing care for the whole of Gaza City. At the White House today, President Biden expressed rare optimism about the potential for a deal to free some of the roughly 240 hostages, including up to nine Americans who are currently being held by Hamas. I've been talking with the people involved every single day. I believe it's going to happen, but I don't want to get into detail. But the Israeli Defense Forces confirmed today that one of the hostages, a 19-year-old female Israeli soldier, had been killed. We will no longer stay silent. On the National Mall in Washington, D.C. today, thousands gathered to show support for Israel amid a wave of anti-Semitism here at home. From the river to the sea. Rebecca Hammerman, who is Jewish, brought her 14-year-old down from Westchester, New York. What's been the hardest part about all of this as a mom? You know, I think as a mom, all you want is for your kids to feel safe and secure. And I think this has sort of shaken us and made us feel um, less safe than we have ever really felt before. Goldie Zazone is a sophomore at Rutgers University and the great-grandchild of Holocaust survivors. I feel like what we're going through right now is exactly what happened to them in 1940, the year before the Holocaust began. And Nancy Cordes joins us now from the White House. Nancy, want to talk about our U.S. troops. I understand they were attacked again today in the Middle East by Iranian-backed forces. What's the very latest? Well, Nora, that attack takes the number of strikes on U.S. forces in the region over the past month to at least 56. And the number of U.S. troops who have been injured is now standing at 60. The U.S. military has launched three separate retaliatory airstrikes on these Iranian-backed forces. And in fact, new Pentagon video just released tonight shows the most recent of those strikes Sunday night in northeastern Syria, taking out a safe house and a training area. U.S. officials say they are prepared to launch a fourth strike, Nora, if these attacks keep coming. Nancy Cordes at the White House with all that new video and information. Thank you, Nancy. 
Turning now to that fiery crash involving a charter bus and a semi-truck in Ohio. At least six people were killed and 15 others injured in the horrific accident. The bus was carrying 57 passengers, mostly high school students. Reporter Lacey Crisp from our CBS Columbus affiliate is on the scene. The semi hit the back of the bus. Semi and bus are currently on fire. Flames and heavy smoke could be seen pouring from the charter bus this morning after it was struck along a busy stretch of highway in central Ohio. It's unclear how many of the dead and injured are students. There is children trapped on the bus. The Tuscaroras Valley High School marching band, including sophomore Tori Wilson, were on their way to perform at a conference in Columbus moments before the deadly collision. I could be one of the kids right now that is, you know, not here. Wilson managed to make it off the bus just moments before it went up in flames. It was a great relief being off the bus, but my mind kept going back to the kids that were on that bus that could not get off. And I just kept thinking to myself, if I wasn't able to get myself pulled out, I probably would have just burned up in that bus. The National Transportation Safety Board is sending a team to investigate today's multi-vehicle crash. That conference where Tori's marching band was supposed to perform was canceled due to the tragedy. Nora. Lacey Crisp, thank you so much. Well, there's some breaking news from Capitol Hill. The House, in a rare display of bipartisanship, approved a short-term spending bill tonight, clearing a big hurdle toward avoiding a government shutdown. But also today, one of the most exclusive clubs almost became Fight Club. CBS's Scott McFarlane explains. Congress's gridlock nearly turned into a headlock. You want to run your mouth? We can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Oklahoma Republican Senator Mark Wayne Mullen, a former mixed martial arts fighter, challenged Teamsters President Sean O'Brien, who'd been blasting Mullen on social media as a clown and a fraud. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Oh, hold, stop it. Vermont's Bernie Sanders had to step in. Sit down. Sit down. Okay. You know, you're a United States senator. Sit down. Oh, okay. okay. Sit down, please. Or was it necessary to do something so provocative at that hearing? I don't know what provocative is. I mean, he's the one that said stand up. Tempers flared across the Capitol in the House as well, with accusations of a physical attack by one member on another. It was in this basement hallway where Tennessee Republican Tim Burchett, who helped vote to out Kevin McCarthy as speaker last month, says McCarthy elbowed him in the back. Burchett was doing a radio interview here at the time, and the microphone picked up some of the audio. Why'd you elbow me in the back, Kevin? Hey, Kevin, you got any guts? Jerk. Burchette then ran after McCarthy. What kind of chicken move is that? You're, you're pathetic, man. You are so pathetic. What a jerk. You need security, Kevin. McCarthy said it was an accidental bump in a crowded hall. I'm not hitting somebody. If I hit somebody, they would know I hit them. So you're quite confident this was deliberate. Oh, yeah. Come on. I'll take a, I'll take a polygraph test. Meanwhile, averting a government shutdown is a first accomplishment for the new House Speaker Mike Johnson. But it was a bipartisan vote and bipartisan agreements are part of what caused trouble for Kevin McCarthy. But Nora, his fellow Republicans told CBS News Johnson had little choice with so little time. Very unusual. Scott McFarland, thank you so much. And we were also on Capitol Hill today to sit down exclusively with Senator Joe Manchin. It's his first interview since announcing he wouldn't seek another term in the Senate. And the moderate Democrat didn't rule out a run now for the White House. 
Senator, the big question everyone's asking is, will you run for president? It's not about me. It's not about the next election. I keep telling people, this is a movement. Are you thinking about running for president? I don't know what the future lies. I know that we can't continue the direction we're going. That's why Senator Manchin says he wants to mobilize the middle. People feel politically homeless. That I feel politically homeless. You do? Mm-hmm. The West Virginia senator says he won't vote for Donald Trump and isn't sold on Joe Biden either. Do you think President Joe Biden deserves a second term? I think the people make those choices. I can't make that choice. But you're I'm a Democrat. Going, I'm a Democrat. I'm, a, I'm, I'm an American first. I'm an American. I'm an independent, I think. I don't know what I am. I can tell you this. I feel comfortable working with both sides. Senator Manchin has been involved for years with No Labels, a centrist organization that is exploring a third-party unity candidate in 2024. Senator, address this concern. If you ran on a third-party ticket, wouldn't you be helping to elect Donald Trump? I don't buy that scenario. I've heard that, and, and I wouldn't buy that scenario because if you look back in history how things have played out, I don't think they thought Ross Perot would elect Bill Clinton. Now that we see this some polls with, the, uh, with Bobby Kennedy Jr. would be helping, uh, would be helping uh, Joe Biden because it takes votes from Donald Trump. I've never been a spoiler in anything. I've never tried to. I compete the best I possibly can. I compete to win, okay? And I'm gonna work right now to try to win the middle back. They've got to decide, I want things different. I want to make a change. How do they do that? Getting involved, saying, hey, listen, they, you'd be surprised at how things can happen when there's a movement saying, you're not giving me an option. What's causing the election of increasingly more partisan people? Less moderates. Why isn't the system electing moderates? Well, the system is closed. It's a closed system. I mean, the business model is basically you control it all from birth to the finality of it. So if it's starting at the grassroots levels back in your home, could be a home district, could be a home state, whatever. Senators are statewide, congresspeople are district-wide. If it's basically designed that we're going to have this ideology no matter what, whether it's you, me, or whoever, but someone that comes from what we would consider more extreme has a better chance of winning than someone that's more moderate or conservative. Senator Romney told me, I really think that independent candidates are likely to elect Donald Trump, and I think him being elected again would be devastating for our country and its character. Do you agree with that? I agree with the second part, not the first. <laughs> he and I have talked about this many times. I don't think that basically you can say that, that, that it's going to help or hinder one, one over the other. So you and Mitt Romney have talked about whether an independent candidate would help elect Donald Trump. You can't help but talk about it because that's all you hear about <clears throat> in the press. We've uh, agreed to disagree. Are you concerned then if next year's presidential election is Donald Trump versus Joe Biden? Very concerned. Sure. Why? It'd be detrimental for, for a person who I tried to work with as president. Donald Trump. Right. And I couldn't get there with Donald Trump. But to basically this visceral hatred and, and degradation of human beings and talking about people that make up America. You know, you can't, you can't be a person that believes the only fair election is the one you win. You can't be a person who believes that the only laws pertain to everybody but me. 
There's no privilege like that in America. It wasn't designed that way. Well, we're going to have much more of our conversation tomorrow on CBS Mornings. Now to tonight's Eye on America. We go inside a high school classroom as students grapple with how to understand the war between Israel and Hamas. And with so many kids getting their news from social media, CBS' Nicole Skanga reports on how teachers are tackling the conflict. And we're going to talk about some of the conflict. For students in Stuart Parker's AP Human Geography class, today's lesson is also today's news. Gaza, Israel, West Bank. All that. that has these high school freshmen diving into the history of one of the world's most enduring conflicts. In Israel, the cultural makeup is mostly Jewish and Muslim. And separating fact from fiction. How many of you have seen images of the conflict while you're looking at your social media feed? At Winter Park Ninth Grade Center, just outside of Orlando, Parker knows this subject doesn't stay within his classroom walls. Students don't get the complete picture by scrolling through Instagram Reels or TikTok. No, not at all. A recent survey found more than half of Generation Z teenagers polled get their daily news from social media platforms. Images of the war filling their screens. Especially in like the Gaza Strip, I saw like images and videos of like, you know, ambulances rushing like kids younger than me out. Leaving students like Riley Derrick and Grace Karen scrolling through an avalanche of information, some of it inaccurate. So you're noticing mis and disinformation on your own social media feed. For sure, yeah. How do you avoid it? Sometimes you can't. A new study by the Anti-Defamation League reveals 70% of participants reported seeing misinformation or hate related to the conflict while on social media. This is the world we're taking in, and we can make impacts and try to improve it. Like people don't agree on the same religion a lot of the time. Parker says his students give him hope. Since they're constantly on their social media, they see problems, but they want to fix them. That's more likely to cause pacifism and peace among groups of people. The change makers of tomorrow. For Eye on America, Nicole Skanga, Winter Park, Florida. Now to combating climate change, the White House unveils what it calls the most ambitious climate agenda in history. That's next. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx Service Guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and your tushies do too. That's why Huggies is the number one best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit and 12-hour protection against leaks. No matter what kind of butt you've got, you'll feel comfy while your baby's mushy little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Get your baby butt in the best-fitting diaper. Huggies Little Movers. We got you, baby. A new report released by the White House today shows that every corner of the country is being impacted by climate change. That's just one of the findings in a new national climate assessment, the first one in five years. 
CBS's Ben Tracy reports on the dire warnings in our continuing series, Protecting the Planet. Stronger storms, devastating drought, heat waves, and wildfires. The new national climate assessment says the effects of climate change in the U.S. are now far-reaching and worsening. It's affecting Americans right now, no matter where they live. Climate scientist Kate Marvel worked on the assessment. Are we running out of time to avoid the worst impacts of climate change? We are the last generation that is really going to be able to make a meaningful difference in the outcome. In the U.S., there is now a billion-dollar weather disaster on average every three weeks, compared to three per year in the 1980s, costing $150 billion. The report says U.S. greenhouse gas emissions, mainly from the burning of fossil fuels, are falling, but not quickly enough. Yet wind and solar power are rapidly expanding, now cheaper than burning coal. The future is very much in human hands, and our choices are really going to determine how hot it's going to get in the future. Now, scientists say we just lived through the hottest 12 months in at least 125,000 years. And Nora, they say that should give us a sense of urgency about cutting our planet warming emissions. Ben Tracy with that important story. Thank you. And there's some important news for parents tonight about recalled applesauce and children becoming sick from possible lead poisoning. That's straight ahead. The CDC is warning doctors to look out for possible cases of lead poisoning in children linked to tainted applesauce and fruit puree. Officials say at least 22 toddlers in 14 states have become sick with at least one child having a blood lead level eight times higher than the concerning level. The outbreak is linked to recalled pouches of Wanabana brand apple cinnamon fruit puree and Schnucks and Weiss brand cinnamon applesauce. The products were sold in stores and online. Buffalo's DeMar Hamlin gets his first snap of the season, completing his comeback from a cardiac arrest. That's next. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm-mm-mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Finally tonight, Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin made his official return to the NFL on Monday Night Football. For the first time since suffering a cardiac arrest during a game in January, Hamlin took the field on defense and recorded his first tackle of the season. The sight of Hamlin running onto the field in Buffalo was met with a standing ovation from the diehard fans known as the Bills Mafia. The team's heartbreaking loss to the Denver Broncos was soothed by the heartwarming comeback of a fan favorite. Good to see him back. And before we go, here's Tony DeCopel with what's coming up on CBS Mornings. 
This week, why are moms turning to magic mushrooms for healing? Inside the world of psychedelics with Lisa Ling on CBS Mornings. And that's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Thanks for watching and good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert, and I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> I respond to quickly. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expect you to lay into me. Well, this was over the strike period. Oh, I had time. Yeah. So that, that, does, that doesn't count. <laughs> Sure, I responded to everything because responding to you, putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment. Yeah. And I felt like I had something to get up for every yeah. day. So thank you for that. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.